Take your Bible tonight to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 for just a little while this evening. It's so good to be a father, especially when you're preached at, preached about, and ridiculed during the morning service. <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, it takes uh, all day long for the kids to call when you got so many kids to tell you what a great dad you've been. I wonder if they all got together and started discussing dad, if they'd come up with the same conclusion they have when they're talking to dad by themselves. I doubt it. All right. Over these 50-some years I've been preaching and uh, watching Christians, trying to help Christians, to encourage Christians, nobody ever said it was going to be a cakewalk serving the Lord. I, I don't understand I think I'm doing too much, so I'm going to quit a while. Uh, I need a vacation. I wonder if most of our stress comes from serving the Lord or serving somewhere else. And I wonder if we don't blame the Lord for the stress that we place upon ourselves. So I thought I'd just read you a couple of verses tonight. I see that I've already got you in a good mood. And I have Jesus' prognosis of the problem. My problem, your problem, everybody else's problem. I have just never wanted to step down and let somebody else do what I've been called to do. You're welcome. And I've seen Christian after Christian after Christian burn out, give up, lay down, sit down. Well, I'm just going to rest a while. I feel sorry for people who serve God so diligently and fervently and consistently because you know God's not going to reward you for it. Watch this. Verse number 28. Matthew chapter number 11. Come unto me. Isn't that a good invitation? Is there a doctor with more credentials than he to deal with the stress, the weariness, the misunderstanding of what's going on in your life? Jesus said, come unto me. How many folk believe he means that? Amen. Come unto me. All ye that labor... Now, that is the burden you place upon yourself. And are heavy laden, and that is the burden placed on you by others that you did not invite. Are you, you get that? 
He's including all of those, see. All ye that are that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find, what's the next word? Rest for your bodies. Oh, that's not what it says? Oh, you mean that which we worry the most about, he worries the less about. That which is getting old and changing geographically, that which we put all our attention to. He says, I'm not too concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, I would really like to be able to keep folk from falling by the wayside. For using Mickey Mouse excuses, why not to come to church on Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning? And I'd really like to be able to help. So I thought I'd preach to you tonight and give you kind of some ideas on how to find rest for the stressed. Do you ever ever feel like you're stressed out? Could I ask your mate when you're not with her? Could I ask you, do you ever feel like you've just about come to the boiling point? Have you ever had an argument on the way to church? Have you ever been mad at the preacher just before he starts to preach? All of us have times like that. Do you ever get so low down and feeling so put out that you can sit on the curb and wag both feet and neither one of them hit the street? You just feel blah. Me and Richard's the only one ever done that. Have you ever become just weary with the struggles of everyday life? Let me tell you what really encourages me. When somebody calls me and tells me that somebody is writing ugly, nasty notes, vulgar notes, and leaving them on the audio equipment. Not one, not two, but three. And I'm in the process of having the handwriting analyzed on those notes. And when I find out who it is, I'm going to bring them before the church. On Wednesday night, they're either going to apologize or we're going to vote them out of the church that night. Because anybody who is that angry will set one of your cars on fire. Might even be stupid enough to get a gun. 
So we'll deal with it while it's a little nasty note. And believe me, you'd rather me handle it that way than the way I would before I got saved. You're welcome. Do I feel put out? Yes. Do I feel after 50 years of preaching righteousness, the Bible, godliness, holiness, we got some little wimp walking around writing nasty notes? Of course, the problem is he can't even spell. He misspelled girl. (laughs) Preacher, why would you mention that? I just like you to know that the hound dog's on your trail, Slick. And when I find out who you are, you're not going to like the outcome. Life has become so complex in which day in which we live. We now brought a new uh, illness to pass. It's called chronic fatigue syndrome. Don't that sound chronic fatigue syndrome? Everybody I know just about suffers with that chronic fatigue syndrome. And if that will not describe what's going on, I'm sure the medical professional will come up with another syndrome or a virus, right? Could I please tell you my definition of a quitter? Just a quitter. Takes no talent to quit. Takes no brains to quit. Takes no love to quit. We just need to be smart about what we do and how we do it. And we will not suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome. Jesus gives us the prognosis. We are suffering today with that. And thank God for sleeping pills and uh, muscle relaxers. That way we can all go to sleep because we're so uptight. We just need something. And of course, Jesus is not enough. So we got to take something. Hello. Hello. Amen. But I have good news for you. Let's take a test, all right? Let me take a test. Let me give you a test. <clears throat> and I want to do that by just maybe enlightening you and letting you enlighten yourself as to whether or not we're coming real close to this stress zone. About ready to step from insanity to giving an excuse. Now let me give you a test, okay? Answer, just finish these statements. Will you do that in your own mind? I am ready to throw in the Have you ever heard that? I'm at the end of my... I'm just a bundle of... Wow. (laughs) My life is falling. Think maybe Jesus knew what he's doing when he gave this invitation. I'm at my wits. I feel like resigning from the human. 
apparently we've all experienced this, right? <laughs> apparently we've all experienced the rat race. And just when we get real close and we think we're getting ahead, along comes a faster rat. Have I ever told you this? He who wins the rat race is still a rat. Are you winning? What have you quit lately? What have you given up lately? You say, preacher, you're preaching to the choir tonight. Well, if I don't preach to you, you might be gone next Sunday night. If I don't try to help you, you might be gone next week. Because look at all the folks that's gone tonight. We're not the only ones who have become weary in life. Let me give you some. In Judges chapter 7 and chapter 8. Gideon's 300 is in pursuit of the kings of Midian, chasing thousands with 300 soldiers. And the Bible said Gideon came to Jordan, passed over, and he and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing. Faint, yet pursuing. Sometimes you think maybe we come to church like that. We go because we ought to go. We go because God wants us to go. We go, we're faint, we're weary, we're tired. We want to just stay at home, but yet we just keep on, keep on going. What's, what's the solution for that? Job 10, verse 1, Job said, My soul is weary of my life. Do you know that suicide is pretty high in Christian circles too? You do know that, 123 folk today in America will kill themselves, 123 folk today. Tenth largest cause of death in all of America is suicide. And majority, and a lot of that in the teenage years of life. Why? Because of weariness. Because a lack of comprehension. Because of a lack of knowledge. Jesus said, learn of me. Christian, I want you to know something. God has not got you on a schedule and you do not have to kill yourself trying to please God. And how many of us burn the candle at both ends? Psalm 6 and verse 6, David said, I am weary with my groaning all the night. Make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with tears. Have you ever just started crying? You don't know why you're crying. You say, preacher, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just preaching. I know that. As a young preacher, running about 600 in Sunday school, with staff members running everywhere, the only traditional school in the Fort Worth area was several folks in the school. I've got staff. I have deacons. And I'm out under a bus in about 30 degree weather pulling the transmission out of a bus. And suddenly, for no reason at all, I just started weeping. Just started crying. Had no idea. I could not stop crying. Just weeping. I don't know. Uh, 
case, some of you might remember, and they put me in the hospital, put me in a room, and I could not stop crying, just weeping, just crying. Probably I come real close to having a, a fatigue, nervous breakdown. But you don't know what you're talking about. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. This is not my first trip around the barn. And you're not the first one that felt like you're doing too much, so you just quit. That means somebody else has got to step into your place while you rest. Jesus says that's not how you do it. That's not how you keep your sanity in Christian circles. He says, come unto me. Didn't he say that? You can't come unto him running from what he's called you to do. Does that make sense to you? I said, does that make sense to you? You can't put a fire out by running from the fire. Jesus said, come unto me and I will do what? I will take care of the situation. I will give you rest. Notice if you would please in John 4 and verse 6. Jesus, John spoke of Jesus and Jesus said, Jesus therefore been weary with his journey sent thus on the well. Weariness. There is a cure for our weariness and fatigue. Many, many times we might describe our need for revival because of our weariness of the way. Sometimes we just get tired. Have you ever noticed that? Get tired of the same old, same old, doing the same old thing. Watch this. Three things I want to show you. Not to impress you, but to help you. Have you ever wondered who encourages the preacher? Who motivates the motivator? Who pumps up the pumper? Why didn't the preacher quit in 50 some years? Why is he still doing it and excited about doing it? I, I know why. He don't have all the problems I've got. Watch this. There is a problem that we all face. Watch this, verse 28. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. The everyday bothers of life wearies us. The everyday bothers of life. The enormous burdens of life weary us. Financial obligations, family sickness weighed us down. Dysfunctional relationships 
I'm mad at her. She's mad at me. I'm not too glad. You're not too glad. Are you mad at me? Why are you mad at me? I haven't done anything to make you mad at me. Look at me. I don't know. The dysfunctional relationships around us and in our homes, occupational setbacks, disappointments, and parental confusions. If you have ever raised any children, you have been confused probably ever since you had them. Hmm? Weariness is a problem we all face. Job said, man is born under problems as sparks fly upward. How are you going to handle the weariness of everyday activities and still serve the Lord? How are you going to do it? We, we all face these problems. It makes no difference who we are. Because Jesus said, all ye that labor and heavy laden. Do any of you ever have any physical pain? Do any of you ever have any misunderstandings with other people around you? Have you ever had one of your grandbabies have an accident in your lap? Time to go outside and get a water hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you and your mate ever had a misunderstanding? Are you breathing? Then you get weary. In the way, not of the way. I have never been weary of serving the Lord. I have been weary in the way that I have served the Lord. I have never wanted to quit serving the Lord. I've never wanted to lay it aside and go back to Egypt where they're serving garlic. It's hard to say leeks and garlics without the same word. How do you say leeks and garlic with the same word? But I've never, but I have become weary in the way. I have become weary in the field. I never get weary looking at the field. I get weary in the field. I get weary beating the clods of this old world. I get tired of trying to keep the weeds out of my spiritual life. I get weary in the way, but I have never been weary of the way. You understand what I'm talking about? I said, you understand what I'm talking about? And Jesus knew that we all would get weary because he got weary. Job got weary. And throughout the Bible, if you look through your Bible and just look at the word weary, and you'll see when folk got weary, they become very vulnerable to the enemy. When the Amalekites really did a job on Israel, it was because when Israel got weary and began to faint, the Amalekites went behind and began to fight against the ones who were lagging behind. Now guess when the devil is going to try to get you and I? When we get weary in well-doing uh, and we start lingering in front of the TV 
and start lingering outside of the service and start lingering outside of serving the Lord, that's when the devil will catch us the most. So Jesus knew that would take place. He said, come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden. Secondly, I want you to notice not only there's a problem that we all face. Secondly, there's a promise that we all are given. Now watch this. Verse 28. Watch this. Come unto me. And I will what? I will give you rest. He's better than Valium. He's better than uppers and downers and in and outers. He's better than call a physician tonight. He said, if we're weary, if we labor, and if we are heavy laden, and if we feel like it's just about come to an end, He said, come unto me. Come unto me. That's what he said. And I will do what? Where do you go when you get down in the dumps? Where do you go when you feel like you've come to the end of your rope? I know a lot of folk go to the bar. Some turn to drugs. Others begin spending time at the wrong kind of places. And Jesus said, come unto me. Notice if you, how do you handle your stress? You start picking on your kids or your husband? Start picking on your wife? I'll tell you what let's do. When we get stressed, let's just quit everything we're doing down at the church. Because that's what Jesus said to do. He said, just quit everything whenever you're weary and heavy laden and just chip it all to the side uh, uh, in your stress and in your difficult times. Could I ask you a question? Have you ever tried Jesus? Have you ever just tried Jesus? Think about that if you would, please. You know, can he keep his promise? Huh? Just what do we go through that he cannot handle? Now, here's the problem. And for, some of you are already mad, but you know, you've been mad at me before. And that's why I'm getting old. My hair's falling out because you got mad at me. He has the prognosis. He has the answer. And don't tell me that you do not every once in a while come to the end of your rope and say, well, I just think I'll stay home tonight. I think I'll just wash out tonight. I, nobody will miss me. Yeah, he will. He will. He will. Now notice if you would please. His godly nature assures us that he can do what he promises. Notice verse 27 of that same chapter all things, he said, are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth my, any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And then he says to you and I, come unto me. Everything the Father has, I have. 
Everything the Father can do, I can do. The one that created the heavens and the earth is the same one that's wanting to give us rest. The same one that threw all the water in place and hung the moon in place and threw the sun in space. He's the one that says, I can handle all of your stress if you'll just come unto me. Now notice, and we need to understand this in closing. Watch this. His nature assures us and his name ensures us. Many, many names in the Bible concerning Jesus. And I guess I could write them down and quote them for you. But there's one that's really, really significant to me. I find it in the book of the Revelation, chapter 19 and verse 11. And the Bible said that he is called faithful and true. God has not called us to do anything that he will not enable us to do. To tell you I have not become weary in 50 years would be a lie. But tell you I quit would be another lie. To tell you that I haven't wanted to quit would be a lie. To tell you that I have not been misunderstood would be a lie. To tell you that our folks have not wanted me to quit would be a lie. But that wasn't what Jesus said. Notice he did not say that what you need is a vacation. That's what we think. Watch this now. A promise. Notice a prescription. I'm done. Because it looks like Father's Day is just about got us all. Amen. You say, preacher, what are you trying to do? Keep you from being a statistic. To keep you from being a used to was or a has beener. I used to do this. I used to do that. To keep you from being that. You say, you're making me mad. That's not my intention. Notice verse 29 and 30, the prescription. Take my yoke upon you. Is that what it says? And learn of me. Now, just the, the appearance of the word yoke delineates any idea that I need to back off, take bed rest, a vacation from what I'm doing, Quit and leave it to somebody else. A yoke kind of instills in me the idea of labor. The yoke was placed upon the animal for service, not solitude and bed rest. Take my yoke upon you. 
Our Lord prescribes not more need for leisure time, not more time for seminars, retreats, and spiritual conferences. Take my yoke upon you, and what's it say? Learn of me. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is what? What's it say? Easy. And my burden is what? Okay. Isn't that amazing? That our Lord would say, take my yoke upon you. I know many of you know all about yokes and what have you. But the yoke is a place of service. Why is it that Baptist folk at the first sign of frustration quit serving? Why is it we have the idea that God can get along without us and the church can get along without us? When Jesus said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, all of you that are operating under burdens that you place upon yourself, and all of you who are laboring under hardships and heavy laden burdens placed upon us by others, why is it we have the idea that the solution to our dilemma is to quit everything? You said, are you preaching to me? Yes, you, you. And if I knew your name, I'd call your name. Why would you do that? Because I love you. Because I do know that when you get out of his yoke, you're just going to get in a yoke of your own making. And you talk about a yoke that is heavy and destroying and decimating he said, take my yoke. He said, yoke up with me. Jesus is saying, you are not created to work alone. Got that? You are not created to do what you're doing all by yourself. You need to yoke up with him. Because his yoke is easy. That means it is made especially for you. Every ox that was put in the yoke was put in a yoke that was specially designed and built for that oxen's neck. All necks are not the same. If you don't believe me, look around here. And to put a oxen in a yoke that was uncomfortable, that did not fit, 
handicapped the ox. That's the reason Jesus said, my yoke is easy and it'll fit perfectly on you. Have you been trying to do it by yourself? Before you teach your class, do you ask God to please get in the yoke with you? That's why we have so many choir members in and out, up and down, flippity flop. Because they do it when they want to do it, except when God wants them to do it. That's why we have so many undone things, because people don't want to yoke up with him. They want to do it like they want to do it, when they want to do it, just like they want to do it. But when you put an ox with another ox, it's teamwork. Notice, and learn of me. You know how you train a young ox to pull correctly and to obey correctly? You put him with a older ox and the strong mature ox keeps the ox that does not know what to do does not understand the commands of the fellow does not understand the prick of the stick does not understand the crack of the whip does not understand what G and ha means but as the young ox is yoked up with the older ox they learn that they're not doing it themselves. And together, the yoke is easy. Together, the burden is light. Our problem is, most of us never ask God to help us. We're so proficient in what we do. If God were to die, We'd do our ministry just like we did last week. Until we get so overburdened, we have to back off. Because that's the human solution. And the divine solution is, come unto him. Take his yoke. Get yoked up with the one that knows where we're going. It speaks of a relationship. Amen? Speaks of a relationship. Why do you think they put a rookie cop with an old cop? Hmm? Why do you think I did not hire a guy off the street and turn him loose with a $50,000 machine and say, here, just push that button there. That electro discharge machine will burn a hole right in that die and there won't be anything to it. And I just take a guy who don't know anything in the world and Throw them out there in the woods. That's what not. God don't want that. God wants us to yoke up with the Lord Jesus and learn of him because he is meek and lowly. And then he said, you won't rest? He said, and then you will have rest for your souls. It's 8.30. No, it's 7.30. <laughs> You're almost done. Let me tell you just two or three things I've learned in the yoke. What I've learned in the yoke. Any of you have any confidence of what I've learned in 50 years in the yoke with my Lord? 
You know what I've learned? Number one, I've learned to be patient in suffering. How patient are you when it hurts? How patient are you when God is working on you through suffering? I've learned in the yoke with Christ, I've learned to be patient in suffering. Have you learned that yet? When it gets rough, do you want to run? When it starts hurting, do you want to quit? When things don't agree with what's going on, do you find somebody else to blame? You know what I've learned being yoked up with Jesus? To be patient in suffering. Whether it's emotional, physical, or spiritual suffering. I've learned to be patient in suffering. You know why I haven't quit? Because it's hard to go back. You know why I haven't quit? You know how long it takes God to replace me? About this long. You know who would be the loser? Me. You know why I didn't give up on your kids? You know why I didn't give up on you? You say, well, I haven't made you suffer any. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. And I've learned this also in the yoke with my Lord. I've learned that he's doing the pulling, not me. Are you doing the pulling? If you're doing the pulling all by yourself, you're going to get tired. You're going to get weary. You're going to get stressed. Come on now, help me a little bit. Is that not so? You say, preacher, I just don't know. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. He ought to be doing the pulling, not you. Huh? Well, I'm going to quit. Well, just when did you get started? It's kind of humbling when you're going home and you ask your wife, honey, what do you think about that sermon? She says, well, I think it'd be pretty good if you had studied. <laughs> she ain't never said that. I'd have whooped her if she had. <laughs> but it's, it's probably the truth. Here's the thing. I've learned in the yoke that it's not me that's doing it, that he is the one who's doing it. That's humbling. Did you know that? When you drive by this church and you realize there's nobody in this church smart enough to do what's been done in this place in 30-some years, that's kind of humbling to realize that you're not such a big dog. You're just another dog in the kennel. Yoked up with the Lord. Amen. And he's doing the pulling. And by the way, he did the suffering. You know something else I've learned? Yoked up with Jesus. To trust him implicitly. That's a great lesson I've tried to teach Brother Andrew. A great lesson that I've tried to teach our staff. Hurt 
Many, many times, yes. But trusting God knows what he's doing. Amen. Banker says you can't. God said do it. And I've tried to do it. I have learned, yoked up with Jesus, that I can trust him implicitly. I have learned, yoked up with him, that he's doing the pulling. Hmm? And I've learned, yoked up with Jesus, to be patient when things don't work out just exactly like I'd planned them. And I've learned, yoked up with him, to love him intensely. And I do love him. Anyone who's done for me, what he's done for me, since we've been yoked up for 50 some years, he's never left me or forsaken me. And I love him because he first loved me. And I've learned now, I've learned to love him. Learn of me. Love is not something you fall into and out of. That's lust. Love at first sight will last about that long. But I have learned to love him because I can trust him to do the pulling when I can't pull my own load. Sure, I've wanted to lay down and sure, I've wanted to quit and sure, I've probably had reason But I couldn't get out of the yoke. It was made especially for me. It fits. And it is my yoke, yoked with him, pulling together. That way I can find rest since he's doing the pulling. Anybody here? Huh? Anybody here? I take my hat off to the ladies who plays the piano. And they come, they come, and they're here, and they're faithful, and they practice, and so forth, and so on. And music people are put together a little bit different than everybody else. You say, how do you know that? Because I don't know anything about music, and I'm different from those folks who are music. Several years ago, a good friend of mine, his name is Bob Wills, joined the church I was pastoring. Bob Wills' kids are so talented musically. I mean, they can play anything, sing anything, they can harmonize with a chainsaw. They just do it. And about the 10th grade, little Bobby, he's not little Bobby now, he's Bobby. Little Bobby was kind of to drift off into rock music, Christian rock, and so forth and so on. 
And Bob came to me and said, we're going to join your church and we'll put our kids in your school. We don't want Bobby going that direction. <laughs> Folks who are musically inclined are so talented and so gifted of God that they are different folks. They're different, uh, you know, look at the Florida Flash. They're different folks, you just got a degree in music. To me, all those notes look like blackbirds sitting on a barbed wire fence. Andrew makes me so sick telling us we're not harmonizing and I'm below the note, over the note. I told him, look, I am all over the note. Bob Wills told me when I was making one of my five albums, he said, I'll tell you, you can slide around on pitch better than anybody I've ever seen in all my life. I said, hang on, son, let's just do it and get it out of here. But I want you to realize this. Jesus' prognosis for our dilemma is quit trying to pull the plow by yourself. We're all we all have a tendency to want to pull the plow by ourselves. We want to dictate how we do it. And Jesus said, what you need to do is to take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when you do that, you'll find rest for your souls. And then... I've learned, lastly, in the yoke with Jesus, to rejoice exceedingly. I'm so glad that I'm saved. And there's no way to turn back now. Amen? No way I'm going to go back to Egypt. No way am I going to develop an appetite for garlics and leeks. Thank God I like steak. Amen. So could I please encourage you tonight with this thought. Come unto me, he said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If I was working out there in the world and I was having to put up with what the world throws at you, I too would probably feel exactly like you do. But I know somebody knows exactly how you feel. His name is Jesus. And he has the dilemma and the prognosis and the prescription. Yoke up with him. Let him do the pulling and you get the blessing. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Now if you don't obey this scripture, I promise you, you'll become a statistic. You'll be here in body, but not in spirit. You'll be here, but your mind will be off someplace else. 
You'll be here, but you'll be no use to yourself or the Lord. 